0: for allowing me to preach on the Magnificat because I had been working on it for uh, quite a while. It spoke to me, but um, I just felt that, um, well, we we're upset, upsetting the uh, church lectionary a little bit, but it's been happening for a few hundred years, so it doesn't matter. Has it ever crossed your mind as to why you sometimes find yourself surrounded by happy people? Especially when you don't feel much like joining in, or perhaps everybody around you is smiling and laughing, but inside you feel like weeping. Everyone seems so carefree, while your mind is full of worry, stress and pain. I suppose the truth is we all have off days in varying degrees and more often than not we can't put our finger on why we feel that way and it's frequently for no apparent reason. May I suggest that when you next feel that way you read the story of Mary, a young girl who had a lot of reasons to be miserable She was a member of the poorest class of her people. Having no political power, she was young and female in a culture that treated women as little more than property. She was an unmarried, pregnant young girl, which was often an automatic death sentence in her community. Her fiancé is seriously considering calling the marriage off, which could mean she would never find a husband. After all, who on earth would want a girl like Mary as his wife? In spite of all she could be worried and sad about, our reading tells us that she is so happy she's singing. Under her circumstances, what could she possibly find to sing about? To discover that answer, I want us to look at just three aspects of Mary's song. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we were each able to sing Mary's song ourselves with more passion than we ever thought possible? Well, I believe we can. Mary sings, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. Now she doesn't sound to me much like a young mother-to-be that's at the end of her tether, does she to you? In fact, she sounds ecstatically happy. So what makes you happy? Perhaps money? A good job, a new house or car? Yes, they can all make you happy for a while. But Mary's song makes it clear that the reason she's singing is because God makes her happy. My soul rejoices in God, my Saviour, she sings. Notice that Mary is claiming she knows God personally. She rejoices in God, her Saviour. She's not one of those people who store up a lot of religious trivia about God in her mind. Her relationship enables her to say, My soul rejoices in God, my Saviour. And see how she feels about her relationship with God. She's joyful. Now that word literally means to jump up and down for joy. Think of a child so happy they literally leap for joy. This is how Mary describes her relationship with God. Because God makes her happy enough to jump for joy. So I ask again, who or what could make you feel that happy? all sorts of things I imagine a clean bill of health from the doctor a bonus from the boss at work oh it's not hard to be happy when things are going well is it but Mary's song wasn't produced by anything like these she was happy even though she didn't have much money she sang for joy even when it seemed she was numbered among the losers in life She found her joy in the Lord, and it was a joy that couldn't be shaken nor taken away from her by anyone or anything else. This joy is the reason Mary could sing. And this same joy is available to us too. It's a happiness that doesn't depend on your bank account or what possessions you own. It's a joy that flows even through years of suffering. It's the joy Jesus himself promises to anyone and everyone who will hear his word and believe it. Jesus says in John 15 verse 11 these things i have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be complete in every part of planet earth men and women are seeking happiness and cannot find it because they're looking in the wrong place they're not seeking it from god My friends, I tell you this, unless we find our happiness in God, we too will never truly be happy. There really is no alternative. Mary's song also describes another reason you and I can sing for joy. It's because God has a special part for each of us to play. Mary sings... For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation. And that includes us today. You know, two of the most amazing discoveries we will ever find in life come when we realise that God is working out his plan for this world and that he has chosen a special part for each of us to play in accomplishing it. Consider that Mary's song celebrates the part God has for her to play in his plan for the world. The angel Gabriel has already revealed this to her, that she will be privileged to be the mother of God's Messiah. God gives her a very important part to play in his plan, and it excites her that she can do this for him. But just pause for a moment and remember, this opportunity given to Mary will cost her dearly. She and Joseph know the truth about her pregnancy, but for others, her story might be a little hard to swallow. After Jesus is born, King Herod will present a real danger to Mary and her family. And don't forget the word of the prophet Simeon, who addressed specifically to Mary, as recorded in Luke 2.35, 235 and a sword will pierce your own soul. And yet in spite of all the challenges and problems Mary is glad to be chosen for this special part to play in God's plan. She sees beyond her own struggle and pain to God's power, his mercy, his holiness. Mary sings for joy that a God so great not only notices a poor nobody like her, but actually invites her to be a part of his divine plan to save the world. What a God we have who even cares for the meek and lowly of his creation. But never forget, God loved each of us into being, to be an integral part of his plan also. He created this world, as Paul confirms in his letter to the Corinthians. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Well, that's pretty clear. So each one of us should submit ourselves to our creator God by asking Lord, what is my part in the drama? What part do you want me to play, Lord? Large or small, I don't mind. I will play any part you say. Whatever you want, Lord. Consider that it didn't take more than a blinding flash of light on the Damascus road for Paul to suddenly realise it was Jesus who was speaking to him. And as soon as he did, he submitted himself by humbly asking something we all need to ask. Lord, what is it you want me to do for you? This, my friends, is the recipe for joy. Ask Jesus what it is he wants you to do. Find out your part to play in God's divine plan just as Mary did. When the angel Gabriel had visited Mary and told her she was to bear a son, what were her words? I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. That, my friends, is obedience. Plain and simple obedience. And I believe God longs for us to be obedient too in spite of the mess people make out of this bad sinful world god really is still working out his incredible glorious plan to change it and just like mary he has a part for each of us to play but also like mary you have to say yes to god's plan in your life and will it cost you Yes, it will. But then anything you do that makes a real difference is going to be costly. The question is, do you want to spend the rest of your life just twiddling your thumbs, passing the time away and end it with nothing to show that you ever existed? Or do you want your life to count for something? Mary's song calls for us to find our part in his divine plan and to play it out the true recipe for joy is to be found in mary's song and it's the only recipe you will ever need you certainly won't find it in any of mary berry's recipes but mary's song doesn't end there She goes on to sing about God's plans to initiate a revolution. Because God turns the world upside down. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. We know that so many people misunderstand the reason why God sent his son to earth to us. They think that it was to make us nicer people or to somehow help us to learn how to just get along with one another. No, not at all. Jesus came to bring in God's kingdom to a fallen world. He came to turn everything on its head and show us that reality is not defined by human reasoning, but by God's standards. You only have to look at the Beatitudes to see that. No, God's standards are poles apart from our own. God is putting down the proud and lifting up the humble. Those who sit on thrones of pride, God pulls down and lays them low. Those who humble themselves, he lifts up. No matter how high the proud sit, they are headed for a tumble. No matter how low the humble stoop, they are destined to be elevated. God turns the world of the proud and the humble upside down starving the rich and satisfying the hungry blessed are you who hunger now for you will be satisfied jesus said the images here in mary's song of praise celebrate god's power to change the status quo People like to think that selfishness, greed and pride are what it takes to get to the top. But God says, this is just a detour to the bottom. The real way to climb higher is to humble yourself before God. People like to think that the self-satisfied and self-sufficient are those who have it made in life. But God says... It is those who hunger and thirst for righteousness that will find real satisfaction in life. The world says the happiest people are those who serve and satisfy themselves. God says no, those are the real failures. The truly successful people in life are those who are humble and hungry enough to be used by him. Mary celebrates the fact that God's power can put this upside down world right side up again. It's strange to think that the road to joy is hope open only if you are humble and hungry. But that's what Mary is telling us. Only when you step off the throne you've built for yourself... And fall at the feet of Jesus will you ever find true joy. Only when you are starving for the bread and water of life will your soul truly find satisfaction. Are you bowed low at the feet of Jesus this evening? Are you hungry and thirsty to know him more? Mary's song calls us to let God turn our world upside down too. Finally, Mary's song celebrates the fact of God's faithfulness because God always keeps his promises. The birth of our Lord is the fulfilment of God's promise made to the prophet Abraham nearly 2,000 years before Jesus was born. In Genesis 12, verse 3, God promises his people that all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So for almost 2,000 years, Israel would hold on to God's promise. Through their stormy history, they would go into slavery. They would be liberated from bondage, only to rebel against God and almost be destroyed. He would forgive them and give them a king. But then their unfaithfulness would lead them into exile. Some would hold on to God's promise made by the prophets of a Messiah, a saviour and king who would be born on earth. He would finally fulfil God's promise made to Abraham. And some wonder if God has forgotten his promise. But Mary hadn't forgotten. She sings about God's promise. Remembrance of his mercy, she says. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary believes in the God who keeps his promises. Her song proclaims that. She sings that God will not forget his mercy. Neither will he forget his people. His only son will be proof that God always keeps his promise. What a marvellous thing a promise is. Yet too often people don't keep their promises. And you end up wondering if anybody ever keeps their promises. Keeps them. Mary sings out loud and clear for everyone to hear. God always keeps his promises. The Bible is full of promises. To you and to me. Promises of his love of eternal abundant life through Christ. Promises that he will never leave your side and that he cares about you. No matter who you are. Do you believe that? Believe that God keeps his promises? Now, here's a promise Jesus made that must surely give us all hope. Even in the light of the lawlessness in the world today, Jesus said, Because of the increase in wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testament to all nations. What a promise. We have a lot to give thanks and praise for and a great deal to sing about. So what do you have to sing about? Not much, some might say. Now I know that some of you may have your own share of troubles and heartaches. Many are stressed and anxious for numerous reasons. Some will harbour a secret ache, especially at the beginning of a new year, as you recall times past with your loved ones who have departed this life. Be assured, we ache with you. It would be oh so easy for us to shut ourselves off from the world. But Mary didn't do that. She didn't hide. She sang her song. This young girl who had her own problems to bear. And yet she could sing. She sang because God had made her heart happy. She sang because she knew she had a purpose in life. A special part to play in God's plan. She sang because God was turning her world upside down. She sang because God always keeps his promises. I have to repeat it because it holds the secret in Mary's song. We see her reason for singing. It's because God makes her happy. My soul rejoices in God my Saviour. Mary sings because she knows God personally. She simply rejoices in God, her Saviour. Do you know God that personally? I have no doubt that in Mary, God knew she was a young woman who lived in accordance with the Torah, the law as recorded in the Pentateuch, the first five, five books of the Old Testament. The Hebrew word Torah means instruction and offers a way of life for those who follow it. Surely God saw in Mary a true follower of his law. And I believe that is what the Father wants of each of us to exhibit in our lives, that we should be true followers of his commands. It cannot be put clearer than is recorded in Deuteronomy 6. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, God said. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up. At the beginning of this new year, why not let God put a song in your heart? You've tried to find happiness in so many other places. Why not come and find your joy in Jesus? Let us each bow down before the throne of grace to humble ourselves before our Saviour, who once lay as a babe in the manger and later died on the cross and then rose from the grave To give us a song of life and joy that will never end. Joy of heart is what Jesus offers us right now. And I pray that we will will each learn to sing Mary's song of joy ourselves as this year progresses. From Mary's song we can see so clearly what God requires of each of us it's total obedience to his command that's the place for us to start from obedience to his commandments that's where Mary started and that's what God expects of us too and you know as Mary found you really couldn't find a better place to start from could you Amen